Welcome to Emergence Radio Talk, where you'll be inspired and motivated by the journeys of movers and shakers from all around the world and those who are occupying and taking dominion. Emergence Radio Talk with Dr. Tavara Johnson. Welcome, everyone, to Emergence Radio Talk with your host, none other than Dr. Tavara Johnson. And you know me, I'm always excited for today's show. Today I have a special guest who is also a Maxwell Leadership colleague of mine as well. And so I'm, I'm really excited for us to go through with this interview and just for you guys to hear how she would have emerged from a place of obscurity to dominate the spirit of influences that God would have given to her. So I recommend that you invite someone to tune in. Do not keep all of this information for yourself. And make sure to grab a notebook or a notepad in your pen because you don't want to miss these nuggets that she will be dropping. I want to welcome Dr. Ayo to the show, and indeed, it's a pleasure to have you here with me this evening. Hello, everybody. Um, it's nice to be here. I'm so honored to be on this platform. Um, definitely good to connect with you. And um, so thank you. Thank you so much, Avara, for having me here and for all the great work you've done. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Ayo. It's definitely a pleasure to have you great this evening. Just to share with our listening audience some of your words of wisdom, your nuggets, as well as encouragement. So I definitely want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule just to come on and empower our listening audience tonight. Absolutely. But before we get started, I just want you just to share with us, in particular the listening audience, a little bit of who Dr. Ayo is. Thank you for that. Um, my name is Ayo Ademiga. I'm a public health physician. Um, I'm a communication, leadership, and parenting expert. Um, I'm the founder and um, executive director of ACE Parenting. Um, ACE Parenting is a global initiative that aims to empower parents of teens and teenagers with communications and uh, Connecting skills, I help them to navigate the teenage years and be successful in their lives, both at home and professionally. Apart from age parenting, um, I work in a corporate in corporate organizations um, as a project leader um, for clinical research. So I'm passionate about empowering. I'm passionate about serving. I'm passionate about making a change in people's lives. And that is what I stand for. I'm also a John Maxwell Certified Team Trainer. And thank you, Savannah. We share this in common. It's beautiful that we are all people that just want to improve people's lives and make the quality of life better. Apart from that, I'm a mother. I'm a mother of three teenagers. Um, I'm a wife and I'm a person of faith. Wow, that is amazing. Thank you. That is truly amazing. Um, I know you talked about, because, I mean, you said a whole lot, right? And I love that you, I mean, of course, you, you deal with a lot of people, but in particularly those in the teenage years. Um, and, you know, just being able to impact the next generation or to impact um 
you know, those that are coming up because, you know, the reality is the next generation of the teenagers are very important for society, right? And yeah. so one of the things I know from you, especially, of course, being a parent of teenagers and persons who may be tuning in who, you know, have teenagers, um, where they are parents or they're dealing with leases, nephews, whatever it may be, I want to know from you, what what have you found to be some of the challenges that a lot of them, you know, the ones that you come across globally have been dealing with? Um, what, what, do you say, what do you say is probably like, you know, the one that is tend to be trending the most or of, of some of the challenges that you would have seen that they would have been facing? And also, how do you think that they can navigate through that? That's a great question. Currently, um, a, a lot of parents are, and teenagers are really grappling with mental health and how to help their children navigate the current challenges around mental health. There's a lot of things around the world where um, because of the increased exposure and because children are even growing faster and consuming information more than they can um, process, you find out that there's a downturn of events where parents are not even able to know what to do. Um, For instance, just yesterday, um, a friend did call me that a son's friend did commit suicide. So parents and teenagers are in this dark space of what do we do? How do we help our teenagers? How do we ensure that they are well positioned with life skills, coping skills that help them to just fulfill their life's purpose? Even um, for me, for instance, I would ask my son, um, or even my daughter, what is what is love to you? Who are you? Because people want to be liked, people want to be loved, they want to be popular. And remember that we are in the time of social media, right, where everybody is popular. And then you have some children that are introverted, and because of that, they don't feel loved enough, they don't feel beautiful enough, they don't feel good enough. So the first thing is, who are you? How do we value ourselves? What do we see ourselves as? As being. So what would I be telling parents today is really, first, we have to empower our children with belief in yourself. And it can be teenagers, it can be adults alike. Many at times we have self-doubt. We are not good enough. We are not fine enough. We don't speak eloquently enough. But believing in yourself helps you to have this empowered belief to say, I like myself. Do you know what I tell myself every Tavara? I, I wake up in the morning and I say, I like myself. I'm filled with the kingdom of God. I'm made for more. Everything will work together for my good. But many people, children, adults, parents, teenagers, are battling with self-image, self-doubt. That just makes them lose that esteem and confidence in themselves. And of course, it's a downward train um, going south where 
they don't even know what to do. So what would I tell parents? Parents, today we have to build our children's self-esteem, bringing out all the strengths that they have. And they should write it down. What are my strengths? Um, what are my weaknesses? How can I turn my weaknesses into strengths? I mean, it's okay if you are not perfect. Nobody is perfect. But you don't see yourself as um, hopeless, not good enough, that makes people go down the hill. So that's the first thing that I would tell parents in us equipping our, our teenagers, ourselves, our families with the myself set shift that we are good enough. I can do all things. I will fit this person so I can say this, that I tell myself I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So, yeah, self-talk is, is, is never too much. We have to pump ourselves with that myself shift that makes us to be well-grounded. Wow. You know, as I listen to you speak and I hear um, the kids dealing with the mental health, and I know a lot of it has to do, too, with um, social media, right? We see a lot of things on social media. And I, and, and I say this simply because there are even some adults dealing with, with this as it relates to social media, not feeling as though they are enough, not feeling as though, you know, they have enough money or they're lacking or just things are just really happening. And so I can see how the social media has affected the children or the teenagers and why they, some of them will be dealing with the mental health issues. But you said something that I believe is so profound and something that we should continue to do as it relates to affirmations, right, affirming ourselves, um, whether it be self-affirming or even persons, and particularly parents or those close to, to teenagers especially, should really work on affirming them, mm-hmm. right? I, I think it's something. I think it's something that we should do to kids from a from small, really, from even babies. But for those persons who may be listening and who have not done that, you know, I think, well, I know it's time to really affirm the children. You know, the Bible tells us that life and death is in the power of the tongue. That means we have to be careful what we say, you know, so we can't, even in parents maybe getting upset with their children, you still have to be careful what you say. Don't tell children that you won't amount to nothing. And you know, all these different things, man, that some parents, I've heard some parents say um, to their children. So you really have to work on affirming them more, um, mm-hmm. building them up versus tearing them down. Yeah. Because yeah, at, at the end of the day, go ahead. No, please, come, please. I, I agree with you. Yeah, because at the end of the day, whatever we say, those are going to be the same words you're going to deal with. Whether the child ends up in jail or the child ends up, you know, you know, passing early, whatever it may be. If, if this is, you know, if parents speak those things, then it's still going to be left with dealing with, you know, the fact that the child isn't where they need to be. And then, of course, parents may experience some level of guilt and all of these other things, which requires another set of healing and deliverance. And so I really, like like you mentioned, like I really admonish parents to ensure that they affirm the children as much as they can, you know, and, and get them to that place where they know that they're more than enough. 
all right? They don't need social media to, to define them. A lot of people are letting social media define them, but social media is just a highlight reel. You know, that, that's all it is. People, very few people put the bad on there. Most people put the good stuff on there. So just always remember that social media is just a highlight reel of, of, of a person's life. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you that affirming those children is so important. Um, studies have shown that lack of self-confidence apparently is one of the greatest problems besetting people today. It has always been, it is, and it, it, it's going forward. But what can we do? I mean, the greatest secret, sincerely, for eliminating the inferiority complex in people, um, which is apparently um, another thing of deep and profound self-doubt, is to fill your mind with overflowing words of affirmation and faith. So we need to speak positivity to our children. And you said something about when you're upset with your child, um, it's also important that you let them hear good things. So something I've learned from, and this is from my story, is I, I show my children love. I tell them I love you. I hug them. I pray with them. But when I'm upset and angry, um, I let them know I'm angry with you. They hear my tone. They hear my body language. But something I need to follow is, hey, you've done this thing. I love you, but I'm still going to punish you. They need to have care and candle. So that is the way to connect with our children, to say, hey, I care enough to teach you. I care enough to discipline you. I also care for you and love you. But what they see during the time of conflict is red eyes and tone, and I don't want to hear you say another word. So I've had to learn from that. And to the children and even parents and spouses, we're all emotional human beings. At that point, you can't say, I love you, and when I do something wrong, your eyes are so red that I can't even see an altar of love. So children internalize this because the first part of their brain that develops is the emotional part before the logical part. And so they see our words, they see our tone, and the time when the emotions is highest is when you are probably disciplining them. And that's what they see. That's what they hear. And that's what they internalize. And they say, oh, they don't like me. They don't love me. Nobody likes me. And that is what they just keep in front of them. So I do agree with you strongly and your perspective that as parents um, and even colleagues <laughs> and even friends, when there's conflict, we can express ourselves, but we should also back it up with a tonality that says um, this is the boundary this is the consequence of the negative thing you've done, but I still love you. We have to communicate that love that is not questionable. I think that is so good, being able to really discipline the child, so doing it in love, right? This and I'm a lot of 
children would feel that, okay, well, they show me love, they hug me, but when it's time to discipline, you know, that that they're mean. So you really have to be able to find that, that um, to, to know how to discipline them in love because you don't want persons to feel that, okay, anytime it's time for discipline, then there's always going to be something negative. And so I love that you um, that you shared that in terms of how you would, you know, discipline the children. I think that's really, really so good. And now for persons who may decide that, you know, hey, I believe that my calling is to deal with teenagers. I believe that I'm called to it. I have a passion for it. You know, and those who may not necessarily be in it just yet, what are some of the pitfalls would you say that they should um, try to avoid when pursuing this type of venture? Can you repeat that again? I missed the first um, question you asked. No, so I was saying that for personally, feel as though that, you know, dealing with teenagers is their feeling or they feel as though they're passionate about it and they want to get into it. What are some of the pitfalls that they should avoid or even what are some of the things that they need to ensure that um, they do even prior to pursuing dealing with or mentoring, um, you know, teenagers? Yeah, thank you. That's a great question. Um, dealing with teenagers and with youth is special, is unique. Um, there are three heights of people's lives that is very crucial or important. One is when the child is an infant and the child cannot communicate at all and you have to use your intuition, your experience, to know what the child needs because the child cannot talk. The other part that is crucial that determines the, a person's trajectory in life is the teenage years because at that time they are changing. In the teenage years, there's a 95% variance in body and emotional changes from when they are 10 to when they are 15, 16. And so the child is going from, oh, I'm just a simple flat-tested, normal boy or girl to, hey, I'm growing these calves, um, calves I'm, I'm having changes in my voice, changes in my body, increased hair, increased body curvatures, and they don't know how to deal with it. Um, I'm getting attracted to, the, um, to other people. I need my peers. I want to be popular. They don't know how to deal with it. Then the last part is old age when they are also dependent on people helping them. For anybody that wants to go into um, youth empowerment, coaching, it's first to have a passion for it, to love to see that change, to love in seeing the, a productivity change in either the parent's life or the children's life. So I'll speak to myself, for instance, what brought me to parenting um, and teenage empowerment? Growing up, I've always loved to, I've always been part of youth empowerment and adolescent empowerment where we'll go forth and speak to um, teenagers, especially when I was in, in clinical school, in medical school. 
We go there and we share with them education, materials, information, and we do workshops. Because at that time, we're trying to give them informed decisions so that they can make good life choices. And what I had in my mind then was everything depends on the teenagers. Until I became a parent of teenagers myself. And I saw that everything starts from the home. It starts from the home. The first core of a child is the family. So they have to have that foundation of who they are, the right values, the belief in themselves, the belief in higher power, the right education, the right environment. Then the next thing is the environmental factor. Either they are school, um, if you're a faith-based person like me, maybe church, if you are Muslim or wherever. Then the next thing is the state, the community, and then the policy and the government. So I go to realize that the first place that a child can be made or be broken is the home. So I had to go back to say, we have to go to the source, and that's the parenting. What is our parenting like? So for anybody that wants to go there, you have to have a very good understanding of the dynamics of parenting and youth empowerment. Second, you have to have a passion for it, to love it, to want to see that change. Because our youth are the leaders of tomorrow. In this day and age where we have a lot of parents that are working out of the home, they are career-based, you see most children now being left um, to themselves. Sometimes you just have single parents before we, we do have a high percentage of single motherhood or single fathers or single parents. We always had a community of people training a child. Things have changed. So more people or more parents are perplexed. They are overwhelmed with the challenges of the teenage years because it's unique. And the teenagers don't even know what to do. Now they are taught by social media. They are taught by YouTube, by TikTok, by Instagram. And they see all these nice things there, forgetting that some of it is tweaked. And then they start having a wrong perception of themselves or what love is like because everything is all faced off. So going back to your question um, and talking to everybody out there that are listening and you want to go into youth empowerment is to understand the dynamics, to have a passion for it, and then to have training. You have to be trained in how to speak the youth and parenting languages and the pains that they are having the pain points that parents want to solve. I'll say an example. Um, I'm doing some coaching now for some teenagers, and one of the things is socialization, communication and connecting. The child is an introvert and does not even know how she's struggling with making friends, retaining friends, and having the right friends. So that makes her sad, that makes her cry, that makes the parents also sad and being overwhelmed. And it happened to my daughter as well, where, you know, she'll feel these two people are my friend. And then those two people will talk behind her and one person will now say, oh, do you know this was said about you? Or you get to lunch and then there's no seat state for you. Many children are going through that. So 
what are the coping skills that a parent can help their children to do? How can they navigate making friends, making the right friends, and being able to navigate all those social challenges? And so that's what I had to bring to the fore. How can parents help? Communication, connecting right from the home matters a lot. So these are the kind of things that a person interested would know or should know and should be able to impact the lives of both the parents and the child because it's a collective effort. Um, threesome, professional help, coaching, parenting, and the child's um, empowerment as well. Wow, that is powerful. You said a whole lot. But one of the things I love that you mentioned is that, you know, persons have to have a passion for teenagers. They need to be trained, you know, need to understand the language of parenting. Of parenting. And I believe that is so true. And then for persons to understand that a lot of these things start from the home. You, you also mentioned in terms of how society has changed, right, um, especially when you're from the islands you know that it really, you know, the person say this all the time, it takes a village to raise a child. But back in the day, you really had that village, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you had it, but now it it really has changed. The dynamics of of this Mm -hmm. quote-unquote village has changed so much, right, because of the evolving of technology and everything else that, you know, it it really has changed, right? Mm -hmm. Um. You know, some nine persons working multiple jobs and doing multiple things, and so a lot has truly, truly um, changed, I would say, from back in the day up until now. And so I'm glad that you would have shared that so persons are able to see that, you know, the dynamics have changed, it has shifted, hence why some of the issues that may be happening or the challenges that may be happening with teenagers now today. And in terms of the extra due care and attention that you need to give to teenagers, right? Because sometimes we think that they are strong, but they may, they may not be. And I believe that some of the challenges that we face or even the things that we think of as adults, they're thinking or dealing with that as children, right? Because so much has changed. So much information is in the front of them. Um, you, you just can't miss it now. And I believe even some things, there are some burdens that are taken on that they don't need to take on, but because they see it, it's almost like, how how do I really navigate this space mm-hmm. that is not even for me at this particular time? So it's definitely um, a lot that they're dealing with. And, you know, you've definitely shared so many great nuggets during this, um, you know, this interview, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, you know, on, on parenting and, and just so much that you would have shared. And so be, um, one of the things I want to know from you, Dr. Ayo, um, what are some of your final advice that you would want to give to our listening audience tonight as it relates to, you know, teenagers or parenting or, or you know, what what they should look for, what they should, should they do? So what final advice would you give to our listening audience tonight? Yeah, the first thing I would like to say, to all our listeners today is we have to go beyond communications to connect. We have to go from parenting um, authority to parental influence. And the first place we have to start from is communication, communication, communication. Um, 
a lot is happening right now where we are communicating or we are not connecting with our children. It's a connection that leads to loyalty, that leads to influence. So we as parents, leaders, even in workplace, the first thing, okay, John Maxwell will talk about the four stages of, of leadership. Um, the same thing with parenting as well. There are four stages. The first is the stage of authority, where you are the parent. You are the parent and you'll say, oh, this is my father, this is my mother. The second stage is permission, whereby the child will say, oh, I love my dad, I love my mom, so I'll be obedient. I'll, I'll listen to them. And the third is the level of production. My parents, they help me, they serve me, um, they are there for me. And that's why every time we as parents, we need to be productive in a child's life. We need to make sure that every day we have a level of impact on a child. The three things a child will ask that, um, do you care for me? Do you love me? Can I trust you? So if you love, uh, if we, every day, and the last thing is, can you help me? So do you love me? That's care for me. Um, can you help me? Can I trust you? So every day they're looking for, how can you help me? Somebody will say, no, <laughs> I don't need your help. I'm okay. But in their mind, they actually do. And something just listening is enough to show that you care. And then when they ask for your help, for your time, you are there. When they need resources, do you provide those resources for them? When they're um, applying for college or they have issues with their um, schoolwork, are you there? Or are we on the phone? <laughs> or are we on the TV? So we have to make sure that we are available and there's an open connection between us. And the last one is influence, parental influence, which is a lifelong mentorship, where every day we impact our children and they see you. So where mentorship comes in is they are looking at you, they are seeing what you're doing, and they are following suit. Do you want your children to be highly valued people? You have to behave in a way that shows value. Do you want your child to be a person of integrity? You have to walk in a way that shows integrity. Do you want the child to be um, financially dependent on time? You have to show ways of how you manage your finances that they can emulate. You want them to show love to others, show love to them and serve. And let them see that it's not just about themselves, it's about being a, a person of service. So it matters for us as parents to effectively go from level one parenting to the level four, which is a place of lifelong influence. But one of the things I want to say for us as human beings is that we have to value people. We have to see them as show interest, pay attention through active listening. We have to add value to others and we have to find value in others. So how do you find value in your child? Is by letting them know that I love you. I appreciate the things you do. Your chores in the house, your you doing this for me, you serving in church, whatever they do, that day just say thank you. 
they feel appreciated. One of the worst things that can happen to anybody in this world is when they feel unappreciated. It's really devastating. Um, studies have shown that the feeling of not being wanted or needed is one of the most devastating things of all human reactions. So how do you show a child and connect to your child, connect to your spouse, connect to the next person um, next to you is to be able to first value them, you add value to them, you show interest in them, you pay attention to them, and then you express gratitude. Um, so those are the things that I would say that we need to do. And in terms of connecting, um, bef- I mean, one of the things that is apparent is a lack of contact and communication is the problem that affects many people. We feel the other person should connect first, you know. So the number one issue with either parenting or managers is people that are out of touch with their own people. They're out of touch with either um, your children, your customers, your spouse, your friends. We need to connect. We need to initiate it. As parents, as leaders, level four leaders, we need to initiate conversations and connection. And one of the ways you can, you can do is to ask, how are you doing today? How are you feeling today? What's your mindset today? And then you go on from then, but with the intent of listening. Don't ask, how are you doing, that you move away. No. <laughs> you have to look them in the eye, have a body posture of attention, like you are the only person around me right now, and everybody would appreciate that, you know. So those are the things that um, I would say. And then with children, you need to find common ground, and that is where you both agree. We need to be positive and be open-minded. As a parent, when my child is talking sometimes, I have this cap on to say, yeah, I'm going to solve this solution. <laughs> and my daughter would say, Mommy, I just wanted to listen. Whoa, 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 Mommy, don't put on your solution-oriented cap right now. I just want to talk. I just want to listen. And then I, I just listen. Okay, no problem. I'll just listen to them. Um, but we can also connect through common experiences um, to set, sense how they feel, like asking. And when they say, oh, I feel sad. Oh, why is that? And when they say what it is, validate it. Don't say, oh, why are you sad? Well, that's no big deal to say, oh, I can see that that can really cause anybody to be sad. I can see that's hard for you. I can see that um, is really strange. And then um, share if you have felt that same way before. Yes, I've felt this way before in the past, so I can see how difficult it is for you. And then you can share how you addressed it previously. Maybe you can, it will be a teaching moment for them to learn from. And then offer help, offer resources. And that way, that question of do you care for me will be answered. Um, Can you help me will be answered. And can I trust you to be there and reliable will be answered. Um, Those are the tips that I can give you parents, um, leaders of various places where you just go from that place of, of just authority to influence. 
Wow, that is some really great information. You gave a lot of nuggets and you talked about influence, connecting, um, with the, you know, with the children. Um, you talked about children wanting to know, teenagers want to know, how can you help me? Can I trust you? We know that actions speak louder than words. And, of course, being able to truly value people and, of course, establish your authority um, in their lives. And so thank you so much for sharing all of that um, great information. I mean, it was great nuggets for, for those who are, for everyone, you know, who's a parent, where you are, a biological parent, step parent, aunt, uncle, whatever it may be, especially if you are um, tending to children. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to thank you so much for that. And, of course, just, being a, just for joining tonight to empower as well as motivate our listening audience. Um, one of the things I want to know from you before you go, just to share any upcoming events that you have or even ways in which the listening audience can connect and stay connected with you? Thank you. That's a great question. The first upcoming event is the Real Women in Leadership League, um, Made for More. It's coming March 3rd. It's going to be impactful um, to all parents where it's talking about how you could activate the leader within you. Um, Please I uh, will put that in the – I wish we could put that in the link or post it somewhere. I'm not sure you get access to that information, but look out for it. We'll, we'll be sharing that. Um, where you can also get in touch with me is my Facebook, that's at Ace Parenting, um, YouTube video at Ayuradenuga. Um, please log on and you see me, even on LinkedIn as well, Ace Parenting. Um, the last thing I would like to tell parents is always, always, always communicate from the heart. Being genuine is the single most important factor when communicating with others, anybody at all. So we need to be authentic, being true to ourselves. We need to be sincerely curious. We need to be empathetic, feeling the other person's pain. And then we need to be humble, humble to say, I want to learn from you as well. So, um, Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me here. I really appreciate it. It's been a very, very good session here. I've absolutely enjoyed being with the audience today. Well, thank you so much. It was definitely a pleasure. And, of course, everyone, thank you for tuning in to today's amazing show with my special guest, Dr. Ayo. Be sure to join me every week for another episode of Emergence Radio Talk. You know, this is the show where you'll be inspired to emerge, occupy, and of course, take dominion. Once again, I'm your host, Dr. Barrett Johnson. Be sure to connect and stay connected with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, under Tavara Johnson or Dr. Tavara Johnson. You can visit my website at tavarajohnson.com or if you want to send me an email message, you can do so at info at Everyone have a wonderful evening and blessings. Thank you for tuning in to Emergence Radio Talk. For more information on Emergence Radio Talk, Emergence Mentorship Program, or Women to Women Mentoring Program, be sure to visit www.tavarajohnson.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show, email us at info at or follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. That's Tavara Johnson. Stay connected and updated on all upcoming events. Until next time, thank you for joining us.